Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and Star Wars Month. Yes folks, I'm doing Star Wars. No, not the prequels because let's face it, they're shit. And not the cartoons, but the original cast member movies. That's Star Wars, and if you've got a new hope, Empire, Jedi and Force Awakens. What can I say about this now 40 year old franchise, hell juggernaut? Yes, it redefined science fiction and its bandwagon was well and truly jumped on with a slew of copycat movies including James Bond, but also with TV shows such as Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers. However, Star Wars isn't the perfect franchise. As I said, the prequels are shit and Jar Jar Binks is the most hated character in cinematic history. Not everything LucasArts touched went to gold. Look at some of the terrible Star Wars games. I'm looking at you, Star Wars Battlefront. And now with the house and a mouse in charge and pulling the strings, look how bad Rogue One was. We are now going to have multiple Star Wars stories, killing off the good name of Star Wars. Actually, scratch that. Star Wars never had a good name. Have you seen Holiday Special? Now that I've pissed off the hardcore fans, I can get on with this. Before I dive into the movie itself, I will say, like most kids of the 80s, I had most of the Star Wars toys and I loved the movies and TV spin-offs or spin-off movies. Note, I will be using the original cuts of these movies and not the thousands of other cuts that Lucas wouldn't leave well enough and know it alone. And with that, this is on with the show, starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness, directed by George Lucas. The plot, Luke Skywalker joins forces with an old Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the evil empire, and its world-destroying space station, while attempting to rescue a princess from Darth Vader and his masters. Please note, I won't go into great detail, about these movies, as there is tons of other podcasts, websites and YouTube videos that will go into much more deep details than I will about each and every little background character. I'll just do the main plot points and the main cast. The movie opens up with the iconic scroll which is lifted from the Flash Gordon series. That's a um, matinee series, or Saturday matinee I believe. It then shows Princess Leia's ship getting attacked by a Star Destroyer. The ending of the boring, overhyped Rogue One with this truly awful CGI Leia and Tarkin. We meet C-3PO, played by Anthony Daniels, and R2-D2, played by the late Kenny Baker, who I've met and have got a pair of signed pictures from. The ship is mounted and boarded. Then in walks the most useless shots known to film history, the Stormtroopers. Note, C-3PO isn't all gold, as it is once thought, however, has a one silver leg. Also, R2 was supposed to be able to speak English and have tons of swearing. However, that was dropped in editing, and since we now have the robot clicks and whistles. After a quick skirmish, the ship is boarded by Vader, Darth Vader, that is, played by David Prowse, Mr. Green Cross Codeman here in Britain of the 70s and 80s, also a bodybuilder, and in fact, he helped Christopher Reeve get in shape for Superman. He is also voiced by James Earl Jones, as Lucas didn't like Prowse's accent, so he replaced him without telling him. In fact, James Earl Jones and David Prowse have never met, something that David Prowse is pretty very bitter about, if you've watched any documentaries about him and his role of Darth Vader. It then shows Princess Leia, played by the late Kenny Fisher, placing a message into RTD2. Vader has killed some hapless chump, demanding to know where the Death Star plans are. Then we see Leia in her iconic white dress and Danish bun haircut getting caught by stormtroopers as C-3PO and R2 make their way to the escape pods. Leia is then handed over to Vader and she's quickly taken away. 
on a desert planet, R2 and 3PO bicker and split up. Later at night, R2 is jumped by the Jawas and are taken aboard their transport ship. Note, not a lot of people got on with Daniels as he moaned and bitched about how the ill-fitting costume would cut into his legs and various parts of his body, and how this worked was beneath him as he was once a great stage art actor. Also, poor Kenny Baker was often left in the suit as a crew went for lunch in 108 degree Celsius temperatures. Also note, these Jawas were later used in the 1979 iconic horror film Phantasm. On board the Jawas transport, we see various droids such as Gonk, also R2 and 3PO are rejoined. We then see stormtroopers combing the desert and they find a droid piece so the hunt is on. The Jawas stop the transport outside a small farm and here we meet Luke Skywalker played by Mark Hamill as he buys the droids with his Uncle Owen played by Phil Brown. Luckily for R2-D2, the red R2 unit blows a fuse so he's bought alongside C-3PO. What would have happened if that red R2 unit didn't malfunction? Would the story still have played out the same way? Hmm. And I do not know, nor do I care what the other name of these droids are, as I said, I'm only focusing on the core characters. Luke fishes in R2-D2 while C-3PO blabs on and on and on and to its own horn about he is the Rebel Alliance's favourite droid or some bullshit like that. Then Luke finds Leia's secret message. Luke is called away to have dinner by his Aunt Peru, played by Sheila Fraser. During dinner, Luke voices concerns about R2 being stolen to a very suspiciously behaving aunt and uncle. Luke then argues with uncle about wanting off the planet, so storms off to look at the two sons setting as the iconic John Williams score plays in the background. Luke returns to fix the droids and finds out R2 has run off, however he will not search for him until the morning for fear of the sand people. The next morning Luke is up and out early on hunt for R2. We then see Luke and 3PO are riding his sand speeder, hunting for R2 as in the hills the sand people have spotted him and planned their attack. Luckily for Luke, Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by the late Sir Alec Guinness, chases up the sand people. Okay, I can't think of this movie, or any of these movies, without thinking of either Star Wars Lego or Family Guy's Blue Harvest, and the Family Guy franchise. Well, when they took the piss out of the, the original three movies anyway. Obi-Wan takes Luke back to his home and tells him about himself and his father that they were indeed Jedi Knights. He then hands him Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. For years, I, as a kid, I thought he seemed to call lifesavers. Obi-Wan then tells Luke about the Force, and here a new religion is born. R2 finally plays back Leia's message, and finally after 30 minutes the plot kicks in. What I never got about Star Wars is why didn't Obi-Wan just tell Luke that Leia was his twin sister? He knew R2 and C-3PO, also, he killed his father by dumping him in a volcano and led him to burn alive. Obi-Wan tries to get Luke to follow him to Alderaan, but he refuses, saying he can only go as far as Mos Eisley. In space, aboard the Death Star, we meet the big bad of this movie, Grand Morphin Tark... Grand Morph Tarkin... Grand Morph Tarkin, played by the late, great Peter Cushing, as he tries to calm the concerns of various generals on board. Note, in all his scenes, Cushing was wearing slippers, as the boots were given to him were far too small for his feet, so therefore he had to be filmed from his knees upwards. Looking Obi-Wan, stumbled across the Jawa's burned-out transport, and had to laugh at one of Obi-Wan's lines, only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise, since bloody when? 
running back home Luke finds his uncle and aunt's home destroyed and their bodies roasted alive. On board a Death Star, we see Vader trying to get some information out of Leia using his torture device. Going back to Obi-Wan, Luke agrees to go with him and learn about the Force. Finally, and I do mean this, finally, after 40 minutes, the plot can finally kick in. As Luke and Obi-Wan go to Mos Eisley, will they pick up Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford, and Chewbacca, played by Peter Mayhew? And ah uh, yes, the most annoying piece of music in film history, the cantina music, which will get stuck in your head as soon as you literally watch this movie. Anyway, after Obi-Wan deals with the bar bully, he's taken by Chewie to meet Hans, and they talk about the Millennium Falcon. And FYI, Han shot first, as he shoots and kills one of Jabba the Hun's bounty hunters at a Grado. Back on board a Death Star, Vader gets nowhere with Leia after using his mind control thing or hell of thing is. So Grand Moff Tarkin blows up Aldrin in front of her, showing off the power of the space station. Han and Co make a daring escape as they're tracked down by the stormtroopers in the cantina. In space, they make the jump to light speed just in a nick of time. Back on a Death Star, Leia is brought to Grand Moff Tarkin to show off the power of the Death Star. After some sass from Leia, Grand Moffin blows up Aldrin. Aboard a Falcon, Obi-Wan feels this as as a great disturbance in the Force. Obi-Wan gets looked to train his Force powers, as all Han can do is sit there and scoff. But how ridiculous this old Rogin is. Arriving at Aldrin, they find the pieces floating in space. Also a lone TIE fighter, so they follow it to the small moon. But wait, that's no moon. The Falcon gets pulled into the Death Star, so they all hide aboard the ship, and Hand and Luke take the uniforms of two Stormtroopers, then then pretend to take Chewie down to the jail cells, as Obi-Wan scurries around shutting down power couplings. Meanwhile, R2-D2 and C-3PO hack into the computer. R2 tells Luke Leia is on board, and she's to be killed as soon as possible. However, Hans hears none of it, but trying to save her, until Luke points out she's stinking rich, because Hansel is a fucking arsehole. Down Luke, Han and Chewie go, with Chewie in cuffs, to the detention cells. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan sneaks around. In the detention area, Luke tries to bluff his way in, however, Chewie snaps and kills Stormtroopers. So it's a gunfight between Death Troopers, Luke, Han and Chewie. Once dealing with them, Luke gets Leia free with the infamous Aren't you a bit short for a Stormtrooper line. Note, Harrison Ford doesn't learn his lines. Here, I am bluffed his way over the radio, because Han... Harrison Ford is a complete arsehole too, apparently. Vader senses Obi-Wan aboard and faces off against him alone. So Tarkin sends down squads of stormtroopers to deal with Luke, Chewie, Han and Leia. With Leia taking over as Luke panics, she shoots the waste disposal pipe open and dives in for a bit of rest. Note, Princess Leia is the only one that hits and kills something every time she fires a blaster. In the trash compactor, after some in fighting, Luke, Luke calls 3PO for help. Unfortunately, he's hiding in a closet. And no jokes there, thank you very much. Note, the Stormtrooper banged his head on the roof beam was because he could barely see through the helmet. But Lucas decided to keep it in. In fact, made a joke of it by putting a sound effect in the later print of the movie. Coming out of their hiding spot closet, they bluffed away past some of the stupid Stormtroopers. 3PO and R2 head back to where the Falcon is being held, and finally, after almost being squished, does 3PO hear Luke's cry for help? R2 shuts down the trash compactor just in a nick of time. 
Meanwhile, Obi-Wan sneaks around and shuts down the power to the tractor beams. When two dumb stormtroopers almost spot him, he uses his Jedi mind trick on them and then runs off. Back with Luke and Co, they're caught by a troop of stormtroopers, so Han and Chewie chase them down as Luke and Leia head for the Falcon. Luke and Leia almost get caught by a small group of stormtroopers, so they have to swing across a trench to get to safety. And note, both Mark and Kerry did this stunt for real. With Han and Chewie getting chased by stormtroopers, and Luke and Leia lost, Obi-Wan has a showdown with Darth Vader. As sparks and dust fly over this slow and awkward saber fight. Han and Chewie find their way back to the Falcon just as Leia and Luke show up. The duel pulls with a squad of troopers guarding the Falcon, so the whole gang run on board. Just as Luke witnesses Obi-Wan getting killed by Vader. They escape just in the nick of time. On board, Luke mourns Obi-Wan while Leia comforts him. Han pulls Luke away to deal with the Death Star Tarfight TIE Fighters. After making short work of them, they jump into hyperspeed. Unfortunately, Vader has placed a tracking thing on board the Millennium Falcon. Heading back to Rebel Base, Leia hands over R2 with the Death Star plans. So a plan is set for someone to fly down a trench, fire a small torpedo down a small exhaust pipe, and block the Death Star from within. Uh, Luke has a goat hand for taking his reward and running off, coming with a coward. Luke sets off R2 in his X-Wing and here it is, the big final battle, only an hour and 40 minutes into this bloody movie. As the Rebels attack the Death Star, all six of them that is, much like the Stormtroopers, the Death Troopers can't shoot for shit. So Vader launches his troopers and himself in TIE Fenders and they fight the now 36 ships. Luke and the rest of the X-Wing pilots fight off the TIE Fighters as the Y-Wings head down the trench to try to block the Death Star. Unfortunately, Vader takes down all three Y-Wings, as another squad tries to do the trench run, but they're blown up by Vader too. So it's down to Luke and his two wingmen to try to do the trench run. With Luke's, it's down to Luke to fire a torpedo down the exhaust port. Luke tries to use the computers, but hears Obi-Wan's voice to use the force, and wouldn't you know it, the torpedoes go in and blow up the Death Star. Luckily for Luke, Han Solo shows up just in a good time to help Luke out, just as Vader was about to blow him out of the bloody water, or the trench even. So with the Death Star blow up, and Vader spinning out of control, the Rebels return to celebrate, with Han, Luke and Chewie getting medals from Princess Leia, the music swells, fireworks go off, and credits roll. So that was Star Wars 77. What can I say? Well for a start, it's far too long, I'd say about 20 minutes or so. The story is hokey, however who am I to argue with success? 6 out of 10? Would that be fair? Come back next week for Empire Strikes Back and the rest of the month for the rest of the franchise. Don't forget to leave a like, comment and follow me on SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me what you thought of this podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Psycho, Owen, Fly, Resident Evil and Underworld. Also my solo podcast of Aliens, Doctor Who the Movie, Batman Returns, Die Hard and Halloween. As well as dozens more, a goodbye and may the force be with you.